This is a Federal News Network podcast. It's been nearly 15 years since the Office of Management and Budget first put agencies on notice to move their networks to Internet Protocol version 6, IPv6. In 2010 and again in 2012, OMB tried and failed to get momentum behind this effort. Well, like the warnings from the 1970s that the world would run out of oil, expert predictions that we'd run out of IP version 4 addresses, well, it hasn't happened. So what makes the OMB's latest memo different? In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why IPv6 this time might actually happen. And Jason, what's your thinking here? What is OMB calling for this time around? And it's very similar to what we've seen over the last 15 years in terms of do this by certain dates, do that by certain dates. But what the difference here is OMB is trying to take a much more, if you will, pragmatic approach. And there's a lot more resources out there for agencies to use. You know, when they tried it in 2010 and 2012, and in fact, even before then, you know, in 2004, there was not as many resources. There's not as many vendors who are ready for it. There's not as much vendors who have moved to IPv6. So I think all of those things make this memo much different. What OMB is telling agencies to do, and again, Tom, this is a draft memo, so agencies have the ability to comment on it, as do vendors, and then OMB will issue a final memo later, later this summer. But in the draft memo, what they're saying is they want agencies to do a few things. First, complete at least one pilot by the end of fiscal 2021, so a year from uh, this coming at September 30th, complete the pilot, that will move a piece of their network of something to IPv6. From there, they have a series of deadlines in 2023, 2024, 2025 to move more and more of their what they call IP-enabled assets on federal networks to IPv6. So 20% by 2023, 50% by 2024, 80% by 2025. And the goal here is to not just identify, but also say, okay, what can't be converted to IPv6? What can we live without? How do we get off this, what they call this dual stack, where you're running both IPv4 and IPv6 at the same time? All right. And what is the status of IPv6 at this point? Because uh, I thought IP version 4, they said there were only a few thousand left, and this was 10, 12 years ago. I think they came up with fracking for IPv4 addresses, right? All of a sudden, they figured out a way to get more. <laughs> so, uh, but, but agencies have made progress, just not a lot, enough progress. So NIST actually keeps a chart, the latest statistics on how agencies are moving toward IPv6. And it shows that, yes, it's minimal project progress. So for instance, Tom, 81% of all email remains on IPv4. 65% of all web traffic remains on IPv4. 60% of all what they call DNS, domain name systems, remain on IPv4. So there's a lot that still needs to move. And I'm a little surprised by the email number, 81%, given how much email is already in the cloud, and that email should be, you know, on IPv6, given if you're using Office 365, if you're using Google, all that should be IPv6 already. At the same time, NIST also looked at about 2,900 IPv6-enabled services, and they tested those. And they found that 62% are actually operational, and 3% are in progress of becoming operational, and the remaining 35-odd percent are just not uh, enabled or not in, in progress. So interesting that, there again, some progress, but there's still a lot of dual stacking, if you will, that's still happening. And that's where OMB is saying we need to move off of the IPv4 for several reasons, not just the fact that the quote unquote are running out of addresses. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And so why does OMB think if agencies didn't listen to them in the last 15 years, they'll listen to them this time? That comes down to a couple things, Tom. I think the first one is the growth of Internet of Things devices. I talked to a bunch of different uh, experts, and one of them was Dave Belson, the Senior Director of Internet Research and Analysis 
at the Internet Society, which is an organization that supports and promotes the development of this, you know, kind of IPv6 and a global technical infrastructure. And he says, basically, we are definitely running out of IPv4. And as, as we get closer to running out, they're going to be more expensive. So that's a big push. You know, if you want to stay on this bull stack and you want to put more things on your network, it's going to get costly, not just from the hardware or software side, but also from the address side. I also spoke with with others, such as uh, the folks from Infoblox. Uh, Cricket Lou is the chief do domain name system architect for Infoblox. And they said there's a big difference today because so many carriers are more are ready today than they have been ever before. So when you talk about whether it's AT&T or CenturyLink or Verizon or whomever, they already moved, their, their networks are already running IPv6, so they're, they're more ready. And, and then the other piece of this, Tom, is it's a mission critical idea. I talked to Pete Saronis as well. Pete is a former IPv6 task force uh, leader for the federal government. He was the deputy CIO, chief technology officer over at the energy department. And he says, now more than ever, as mission areas understand the, the, the key role technology plays, whether it's sensors for NOAA in the ocean or whether it's you know, different types of, of IP related devices for the Customs and Border Protection, they all require this better security, more addresses, and, and they're seeing the need to move to IPv6. But that's key, Tom, is, is make sure that they see the need to get to this new protocol. And what do they advise agencies to do to actually get there, to start moving? Right. It's not just a matter of saying do it because that hasn't worked in the last 15 years. Uh, again, going back to Pete Saronis, one of the things he said is previously this idea of IPv6 was considered an IT project. Now he says it really has to be sold to the mission. It has to be a mission project. And a way to do that is create a task force, bring people together, explain why it's important, show them where the benefits can come from, and then do a pilot. Show, do something small to say, hey, because we moved this mission to IPv6, look at the benefits they're receiving, and then other people will, will see those benefits and jump on. I also talked with Chris Userman, who's a principal security architect at Infoblox Federal. One of the things he said was agencies should start by doing maybe a triage of current setups under IPv4 and figure out, okay, what systems, what applications can move to IPv, IPv6 today? what needs to be refactored or updated, but could move to IPv6 in the future. And of course, what can't ever be moved. And they have to, agencies have to decide how to deal with that, whether get rid of them, turn them off, you know, migrate them to something that can be IPv6 compatible, or that will they have to run some small percentage of IPv4 for the near future. So I think there's some good steps here to really take this on in, in small bites and move forward. What's missing in all of this, Tom, and I think this is a key point, and this again, David Belson from the Internet Society brought this up to me. There's no accountability. There's no one in this memo where OMB is saying, if you don't do this, this is what will happen to you. And again, there's no funding either behind it. So again, is this another one of the unfunded mandates that really do frustrate agencies, specifically CIOs and mission areas? So there's still some questions here. I'm wondering if that those two areas will be addressed in those comments for this draft guidance. Again, OMB is accepting comments. They'll have the final one out later this summer. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. 
Explore today's must-have trends and innovative styles at Mrs. B's Clearance and Outlet. Shop one-of-a-kind finds in today's must-have trends. Explore wall-to-wall deals, furniture, flooring, mattresses, home accents, seasonal favorites, and more. Discover unique new home decor, pillows, accessories, and more. There's something perfect for your style and budget. There's new inventory every day at up to 80% off suggested retail. Discover the style and savings of the new Mrs. B's Clearance and Outlet. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.